Hello everybody, this is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Thursday, March 23rd, 2023. Let me take care of the housekeeping right away, folks. I have moved tomorrow's vid chat to a week from tomorrow, and it's the usual problem. Uh, it's that time of year when severe weather is popping up, and it's popping up even as I record this. So I'm hoping to get this done before it moves into my area and the little pooch goes ballistic. Uh, the weather's supposed to stick around till tomorrow, so I'm just going to play it safe and move tomorrow's vid chat to a week from tomorrow. And hopefully we'll avoid another cycle of, of bad weather. Now, let me get started uh, today. We have two articles that I want to discuss. And they seem to me to be related, and I'm doing so because I want to alert you as to the next game that appears to be coming on the scene from Mr. Global Looney and uh, Der Hochklaus von Bloschlaub, Baron von Bomberst, and his ilk at the Davos crowd set. The first article is from our friends over at Zero Hedge, and then the second one is concerning a new trend that seems to be developing in some countries where you have Davos or World Economic Forum Associated Banks in charge of things. So, let's get right to it. The Zero Hedge article is about a bill that has recently been introduced by U.S. Senator Ted Cruz, the Republican senator from Texas. And uh, I want to read the opening paragraphs here and a few paragraphs drawn from the tail end of the article. Quote, Texas governor, it's actually Texas senator, Ted Cruz has joined a growing group of politicians who have come out in support of anti-CBDC bills. That's anti-central bank digital currency and I really wish Americans would get over this habit of speaking in abbreviations that is not communication folks he's come out in support of anti-central bank digital currency bills reintroducing legislation to the Senate that would prohibit a direct consumer a direct to consumer Federal Reserve issued central bank digital currency Recent weeks have been seen, have, pardon me, recent weeks have seen several U.S. state politicians at the center of these actions. The trend was seemingly kicked off by the introduction of Congressman Tom Emmer's Central Bank Digital Currency Anti-Surveillance State Act, a bill that would prohibit the Federal Reserve from issuing a central bank digital currency directly to anyone. This was followed by South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem's decision to veto House Bill 1193, which would have amended the provisions of the Uniform Commercial Code in the state. The bill adopts the definition of money to specifically exclude cryptocurrencies. But these revisions do include central bank digital currencies as money. These developments concern me for several reasons, Governor Noam explained. Subsequent to this, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis held a press conference in which he stood at a podium labeled Big Brother's Digital Dollar, proclaiming that Florida shall be a central bank digital currency-free state. Now, 
the criticism of this measure is coming, as one might expect, from cryptocurrency advocates. In this case, a fellow by the name of Yael Osofsky, who says, quote, to have central bank digital currency bashing as the latest litmus test for conservative politicians is indeed revolutionary, and from the point of view of individual and economic freedom that Bitcoin provides is a positive phenomenon. But why is the battle being played out in rudimentary state commercial codes that have nothing to do with central bank digital currencies? Skipping a paragraph here. This, however, is not necessarily a given, and leaving out Bitcoin within that definition is actually positive, according to Osofsky. Quote, not being defined as money means that Bitcoin transactions are not recognized as money transmissions, which would otherwise require various licenses, permissions, and legal registrations. Overall, that keeps Bitcoin, the Bitcoin protocol outside the regulatory scope of restrictive rules that apply to legal tender like the U.S. dollar, unquote. And now skipping a couple of paragraphs again. Osofsky does conclude, though, that it is understandable why Governor Noem vetoed the bill. Quote, while her understanding of the bill was flawed, her instincts were correct. The same applies to DeSantis' mission to snipe central bank digital currencies before they ever reach Florida's shores. He recommends that state lawmakers who grasp Article 12's benefits for Bitcoin and who desire politically to pronounce their opposition to central bank digital currencies should simply write that statement within that version of the bill, unquote. Now, um, if there is a takeaway I want you to hear from this, it's something that uh, Catherine Fitz and I and others have been saying for a long time. Cryptocurrencies are not currencies. They are, at best, corporate coupons. They require... Uh, a huge amount of volatility in their value. In other words, they're they're not they're not currencies because they're not really stable over time. Now, of course, you could say the same about central bank fiat currency, like the Federal Reserve dollar. But this is really the point that we've been approaching with these state bullion depositories. The fiat currency system, be it uh, in a digital version or you know a Federal Reserve paper note, is breaking down because those currencies simply are inherently unstable. And I am, as you can guess, firmly opposed to the idea of central bank digital currencies because as I've been arguing, as Catherine Fitz has been arguing, once the central banks succeed in putting everybody into a digital currency cashless system, they've got you. That's a beast system where you will not be able to buy or sell without their permission. And they're going to tell you what to buy and sell, and they're going to tell you what to think. Now, if you think that is a far-fetched idea, the second article that I want to bring to your attention is out of Australia. And I'm linking all of these in today's News and Views for you so that you can read these things for yourself. Because the latest thing coming down the pike is going to be something called debanking, where apparently it's already a process underway 
in the Australian bank ING, which is a bank that is associated, a member of the World Economic Forum, with uh, Der Hochklaus von Bloschwab, Baron von Bomberst, um, and a customer of theirs recently, who's an outspoken critic of the Davos set in Australia, has this to report, and I'm reading this whole article from you with the exception of maybe the first opening paragraphs. And the title of the article is Australian Banks Are Now Debanking. That's the new term of the day, folks. Debanking independent journalists exercising their free speech rights. This is an article by Joe Hoft uh, appearing just today. And here's what it says, quote, and it's concerning a lady by the name of Maria Z, Z-E-E-E, -E -E, uh, who was the customer in question being debanked from ING. She received an email notice that her accounts were being closed, that she would no longer have access to them, and so on. So in other words, uh, it's sounding to me like, well, we're going to take any money that you have to, to, to deposit with us and not allow you even access to get your money back. In other words, theft, outright theft. In any case, quote, Z called ING on the same day that she received the notice, and they confirmed the email was from them. She shared that she spoke to their specialist team member, who she was told could give her more information. The team asked Z to read the email to them, advising that although it was from them, they did not have a copy of the email. In response, they repeated the same information that Z had to read to them as to why her account was shut, but still no reason was specified. Z shared that she has a legitimate registered business and she pays her taxes. The bank then confirmed that there was nothing showing on their end <coughs> pardon me, to indicate that she had done anything wrong in financial terms or my financial conduct. So Z asked, Do you shut down people's accounts due to their political views by any chance? I was met with a long silence followed by being placed on hold. The representative came back to me repeating the same generic information. I asked the question several times and the representative refused to answer. Standard customer non-service in today's corporate world, folks. Knowing ING has done this to people before as reported in the mainstream media based not on what they've done but who they are, I both called and emailed their public relations manager asking the following. Number one, what is the reason ING is still doing this? Number two, what are some likely reasons ING would close an account? Number three, why are the complaints resolutions team touted as specialists unable to provide a reason as to why this is occurring when customers call them for an explanation? Number four, does ING close people's accounts for their political views? ING responded a week later with, Thank you for reaching out. We're unable to discuss any account closures due to customer confidentiality. 
In other words, the very customer whose account they're closing, who's the customer wanting to have a resolution of this issue, is being told that the bank can't disclose anything about that customer's account to that customer because of confidentiality. Z notes that ING Group is listed as a partner on the World Economic Forum website. Its leadership has attended the World Economic Forum in Davos. Z says that Z Media reports extensively on the World Economic Forum, exposing their true agenda and Australian politicians linked to the World Economic Forum. ING's refusal to answer our questions led us to believe that this may be politically motivated. The timing coincides with a hit piece run by 60 Minutes on the Wyambilla tragedy, where I featured a warning about Australian soldiers training to turn against Australian people, and Channel 9 is indirectly, indirectly lumping me in with domestic terrorists. We are not saying that these events coincide or that our reporting is the reason for my debanking, but it certainly begs the following questions. Number one, will banks debank Australians for speaking out against the mainstream narrative? Number two, is this the beginning of the social credit system in Australia? Number three, is the World Economic Forum colluding with Australian banks to strip citizens of their income and remove them from the economy if they dare report on them? Number four, are banks colluding with mainstream media to punish citizens and paint them in the light of domestic terrorists? Unquote. Now, folks, as far as I'm concerned, this is exactly what they're up to. And this is exactly the reason for the push to central bank digital currency. And this is exactly why, if you think that your money is safe in the so-called blockchain, I remind you of something that I've said over and over again. No cyber system is secure. I remind you of all the hacking that has taken place against cryptocurrencies. And now add to this the fact that any digital currency issued by a central bank under compulsion to use it is going to be nothing but a corporate coupon. Be good little boys and girls or you don't get your money because it's really not your money. Folks, if you're banking with these big banks, I'm going to repeat something that Catherine Fitz has said over and over again. Uh, get out of the big name banks. Get into a local credit union or something uh, and have a steady uh, reserve of cash on hand anyway. Um, this, this kind of behavior is ridiculous. And folks, these people only know one language, and that's the language of power, force, and coercion. So it's time to stand up and say no to them. Uh, and it has to be a firm no. But anyway, this is going to be the next trend that you're going to see debanking, that if you espouse certain public policies, they're going to reserve the right not to bank with you. And this means, folks, ultimately that we are going to have to set up, you and I are going to have to set up alternative payment systems, an alternative system of finance, and yeah, like it or not, a parallel banking system to these idiots. Uh, that's, that's all there is to it. And I think you see already steps in the United States being taken in this regard with the state bullion depositories and so on and so forth. So... Uh, the game is afoot. The Australian ING Bank has very kindly provided 
the proof that we've been warning is coming concerning this beast system and the social credit system, and now it's out. That's it for today's news and views, folks. God bless you all. God keep you and, and protect you. We'll see you on the flip side. Don't forget the vid chat for tomorrow has been moved to a week from tomorrow due to the weather. And keep your fingers crossed that the weather will be relatively nice next weekend. Bye-bye. We'll see you on the flip side, everybody.